Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. He caught me. He caught me and I stood there completely exposed. My friend and I did a really, really manly thing. We moved a piece of furniture from out of the house and into the back of his SUV. And we stood there looking pretty satisfied with ourselves, like we had just accomplished some amazing feat because we did. And that's when the conversation turned to more serious spiritual matters. It happens. I'm a pastor. I get it. But I'd rather enjoy it. So it was a good conversation. And yet the words barely left my mouth. I had barely gotten done finishing my sentence when my friend caught me. He said, aha, you have been reading that author again, haven't you? I can tell. He accused me. And his accusation was spot on. There was absolutely no way for him to know this, but I had just been reading the author that he referred to. This author, his voice, it had an influence on me and it impacted the things that I said, the, the way I acted, and I didn't even realize it. Thankfully, the author that my friend referred to as widely known as a wise and godly Christian Lutheran theologian. And so I guess I'm rather proud that his voice has influenced me. But what if it was a voice that wasn't good for me? What if there are voices that are having a dangerous or an unhealthy effect on you. Would you even realize it? We live in a modern society where there are lots of voices, 10,000 times 10,000 voices that are all competing in order to have an impact, to have an influence on you, each one trying to be louder and be more influential than the next. Don't believe me? maybe believe science. In the last several decades, there has been a recent development in modern psychology in an area called cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. What cognitive behavioral therapy tells us is simply this, that there are voices or influences that affect our behavior, and they have an impact that's rather serious on, on many of the, of the problems that we see in our lives. Oftentimes, it is outside voices or outside influences that affect the voices or the thinking inside of our own mind that end up being the root cause to very, very real problems of eating disorders, relational problems, addictions of all kinds, and even stress and anxiety and depression of of many kinds. It happens like this, that outside voices or outside influences affect 
our inside voice, our thinking. And that affects the way that we feel. And the way we feel influences the way we behave or the way that we act. Can I give you an example? Take out your phone. You're sitting there on your couch scrolling through it. And social media, one of the loudest voices in our lives, says this to you. It says, your friends, Tom and Tim, are hanging out together. That's what the voice shouts at you from your phone. We've all been there. What does the voice inside your own mind think? Why didn't I get invited? What did I do to upset Tim? Or is Tom angry at me? Are these guys even my friends anymore? Do I have any friends? Or am I going to die alone? See how quickly those voices have an influence on us. We are surrounded by many, many voices and every voice around us has an influence on us. And if you don't believe me and you don't believe science, well, maybe believe your Savior, Jesus. In John chapter 10, last week, Jesus said this. He said in verse two of this chapter, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. What scientists and psychologists have been pointing us towards for the past several decades, Jesus has been talking about since John chapter 10. Every voice that surrounds us has an influence on us. Jesus has a voice and he wants to influence you. And there are stranger voices as well. Can I tell you something that's sort of a red flag for me as a pastor who, who's called to care about people's souls and to, to care for people's spiritual well-being? Alarms start to go off for me over people who, who claim that, well, there's nothing that can influence or affect me. Oftentimes I'll hear Christians say things like this. They'll say, yeah, I, I watched that show and I know the content, well, yeah, but it, it doesn't affect me. Christians will say, hey, I, I know that I hang around with so-and-so and they use or abuse X and do Y and Z, but I'm not tempted by X, Y, and Z like so-and-so is. Yeah, I, I listen to this or I view that, but but I'm stronger than that. It's not true. No one is, is truly unaffected 
by the voices that surround us. Every voice has an influence on us. And it's not that you're stronger. It's not that you're more mature, that these things don't have an influence on you. What's going on is your consciousness is experiencing numbness, that you're dulled. You're being acclimated to things that are evil and immoral. Every voice that surrounds us has an influence on us. No one goes through life completely unaffected or completely untouched by things that look to impact us. If that were, no one would care what other people had to say. Deep down, you know that there are voices outside of your own, outside of God's voice that impact and influence the way we live. That's why Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss have been in the news recently. It's why there's this thing called cancel culture, and there are people who want to cancel cancel culture. It's because people care very, very deeply about voices. Which voices gets heard? Which voices get canceled? Who has influence and who does not have influence? Parents, you do this by monitoring what your children read, view, and listen to. And if you don't, you should. It's because, like it or not, every voice that surrounds us will have an influence on us. Think about this. You go to church for an hour on a Sunday. You spend a time hearing the voice of your Savior. And at the end of the week, it doesn't mean that you bring your family, you bring your kids here, and the score is Jesus won, all other voices zero. No, it, it means the score of which voices are, are being heard and influencing you at the end of the week is Jesus won, every other voice 167. And that's if you come and surround yourself with God's word, his voice, Every single week. What happens if you miss a week? The score is Jesus one, every other voice, 334. And that's if you just miss one week. If you miss two, well, you get my point. Rest assured that if you're not hearing the voice of Jesus, you are listening to, you are hearing other voices. And every voice that surrounds us has an influence on us. Which voices are influencing you? Or better yet, how do you know which voices to listen to? Jesus actually tells us the better question to ask is, is not which voices are the right ones, but which voice cares for you? This is what Jesus said in our lesson for today from John chapter 10. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, and I lay down my life for the sheep. In order 
to know which voices are the right voices, which voice that you should listen to. The question isn't so much who's right, who's wrong, but ask yourself this, Jesus says, who is the one that cares for you? The difference between the shepherd and the hired hand is seen in the matter of care and concern. The hired hand, he, he didn't pay for the sheep. He gets paid to watch the sheep. And the good shepherd, well, he didn't just pay for the sheep. He paid his life for the sheep. The hired hand, he cares very marginally, very minimally for the sheep. He cares for them up until the point where it affects him. The moment danger or anything else comes at him that's gonna affect him more than what he's willing to pay, he's gone. He runs. But the good shepherd, he's bought the sheep. He owns the sheep. He wants the sheep to belong to him and not because of what he can get and extract out of the sheep, but because of what he can give to them, the benefit and the blessing that the good shepherd can have for him. Look, there are hundreds of thousands of influences and spiritual influences whose voice is crying out to you every single day. There are wolves. There are spiritual wolves that want to scatter the flock. And after they have scattered the flock, what they want to do is chew you up and spit you out. But there is one voice. There is only one voice that does not want to see you scatter. And it's all because to him, you matter. You matter so much so that he has run and gone after you time and time again and pursued you. He has gone after you to the point of shedding his own blood for you to the point where he's laid down his life for you. Jesus, your good shepherd, says this about his level of care and concern for you. In John chapter 10, verse 17, he says, I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. There is only one shepherd. There is only one good shepherd who's also a sheep, or rather a sacrificial lamb. He laid down his life for you, not out of obligation, but out of obedience. He did it not reluctantly. He did it willfully. He did it for a purpose. He put his life down for a purpose and he took his life up again for a purpose. And that purpose was so that you could have life and life eternal with him. Think about this just for a moment. Say, say that you wanted to buy just one thing, one possession, and so you took all of your assets, all of the money, everything that you own, and you spent it all so that you could have just this one thing. After you purchased this one thing, even if you found out that, that this one thing wasn't worth as much as you paid for or it wasn't worth what you maybe thought it was, that thing would be invaluable to you. You wouldn't just cut your losses and walk away because that's everything. That is all that you have. 
And that is what Jesus, our good shepherd's relationship with you is like. He's given it all. He is fully invested in you. He has laid down his life for you. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to cut his losses and walk away. When the going gets tough, he's not going to get going because he has given everything for you. Scripture calls you God's holy people, his special possession. First Peter chapter 2. In James chapter one, he calls you out of all creation, his most prized possession. Yes, God has other things. Jesus has glory and honor and majesty and power and might that are given to him by the father and owed him by everyone else, every living creature. But out of everything, the thing that matters most to him is you. And you better believe when he speaks, it's going to sound different. It's going to sound different than every other voice when the good shepherd's voice calls out to you. Can I give you a few examples? You think about if you do something and you're really successful, the voice of the hired hand is going to say to you, see, there you go. You're good. You don't need God. If you do something and you fail, the hired hand, the voice is going to say, I told you so. You stink. You're never going to do anything right. Because the hired hand doesn't care what happens to you. But whether you succeed or fail, the voice of your good shepherd calls out to you with promises. Promises that no matter what, I'm going to care for you. I'm going to give you your daily bread. You, you see the flowers, you see the birds, I care for them. Guess what? I'm going to care for you more. And there you can have confidence. Not in yourself, but in Christ. You go on a date, first date, second date goes really, really well. Hired hand, the voice is going to say, see, all you need is romance. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone else tells you. It matters what you feel. You need this. Go on a date and it doesn't go so well. Hired hand says, see, no one loves you. You're not really going to ever be loved, perhaps even by God. But whether you have healthy relationships or no relationships, listen to what the voice of the good shepherd tells you. His voice comes to you and he says, look, look, through the waters of your baptism, I have stamped your adoption papers. You are my son. You are my daughter. No relationship defines you except for mine that gives you an identity, an identity as a son or a daughter of God. I have wed myself to the church. That is the relationship that binds you to me. That's your identity. You struggle with a particular sin. Maybe it's an addiction to pornography or to substances. The hired hand's gonna tell you, it's not that bad. Everyone uses these things. And look, everyone's fine. You can do it. You trip up, you end up using or abusing. 
the hired hand's voice is gonna say, you're disgusting. I told you, I told you that you are a worthless person that relies on these things. But listen to the voice. Listen to the voice of your good shepherd. Because what he tells you is, whether you're living or acting like a sinner or a saint, what he's gonna do is, is call out to you and, and call you to repentance for, for times where you've done wrong. But he's gonna call out to you and remind you that it's his righteousness, his holiness, his perfection that he's given to you and made your righteousness, your holiness, and your perfection. That's the voice of your savior. That is the voice of your good shepherd. And it speaks to you wherever his word is, wherever his word and sacrament are, that is the voice crying to you, trying to get you to hear his voice above all others. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I desperately want you to hear the voice of your savior, to hear it louder, to hear it more clearly than any other voice in your life. And so I thought this morning, we're gonna do something really wild at church we're going to do something that might seem a little strange. Can you stand up for it? What I'm going to ask you to do is together with me, read God's word out loud. What we're going to do is we're going to read the words of Psalm 23. And we're going to read them together because this is the chapter that, that shows us what our good shepherd looks like shows us why he's so beautiful, why he's so worthy, why he's so selfless, why he's so excellent, while he is so noble, why he is so, so good. So would you join with me this morning and, and read the words of Psalm 23 and hear the voice of your good shepherd? Ready? The Lord is my good shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You can sit down. There are 10,000 times 10,000 voices that are shouting and surrounding you in this world, this modern world full of sounds. They're doing it all because they want to influence you. They want to impact you. But this is the voice of your savior. Could it be any more clear than that? You recognize who this is? This is an NBA superstar. His name is Kyrie Irving. He plays point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. And he's someone who, well, know this about him this morning. He's really good. He's really good at basketball. He's really popular in the NBA. And because of that, Kyrie Irving has a voice. He has an influence. But it was a few years ago, Kyrie Irving learned about the impact, the influence that voices can have on him. In 2018, Kyrie Irving was 
on a podcast. And on the podcast, he admitted that he was a flat earther. He believed that the world in which we live is completely flat and that if you sailed out on the ocean, eventually you're going to drop off the end of the earth. A former student at Duke and an intellectually sound individual believed the lie, in case any of you believe it, it's a lie that the earth is flat. It's round. There is bucket loads of concrete evidence that demonstrate this. But someone with a really big voice, a really loud voice, far reach and influence, believed it and said it. What's noteworthy about this story is, is not the fact that he really believed it and, and put it out there on social media. It's what happened a few months later. He realized he was wrong. And very publicly at a conference that he was asked to be a presenter at, Kyrie Irving admitted that, well, there was a lot of voices surrounding him that had an influence on him. He admitted what could happen easily to you or I, that he was spending a lot of time on YouTube and he went down a rabbit hole. He admitted that he watched one video after another video and before long he was questioning whether or not the earth was flat or round. And then he just flat out believed it, that the earth was flat. Seems silly, doesn't it? That something that is a lie could be believed as a truth and it could impact someone's life. But you and I know it could happen. You know, it does happen. And what if it's a lie that's more dangerous than believing the earth is flat? What if it's a voice much louder than what science says about the geography of our world? Friends, listen to the voice of your Savior whenever, wherever you can Surround yourself with the voice of your Savior. Stop listening to the voices of the hired hands, voices that call out to you and say, you don't really need to gather around with other Christians in a group and study what God's word has to say. Stop listening to the voices of the hired hand that say, you know, you don't know enough, nor do you have enough time to actually sit down with God's word on your own. Stop listening to voices that want nothing but to scatter you. Stop listening to the voices of the hired hand that say you don't matter because there's the voice of your Savior who says the opposite. Stop listening to voices of the hired hand that do not want to fill you up or do not want you to have what Christ Jesus gives you. Listen to the voice of your Savior. A voice that calls out to you, a voice that wants to surround you and have an influence on us. A voice that wants to walk with you, comfort you, guide you, be with you through the darkest valleys, anoint you, make your, your life overflow with his goodness, his love, his mercy. A voice that is with you always, speaking to you, telling you that you are my beloved. Amen.